All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. We were just saying, I have a sports injury, maybe. Yeah, Imagine sprints. That. Yeah, did sprints the other day. I like it. Yeah. I feel like, you know, muscle tears and grows back stronger sometimes. Is that the case? Is that... It's... Well, essentially, when you're growing muscle, you're, you're, you're like tearing tearing it slightly and it's regrowing stronger okay it's regrowing bigger all right yeah i think that's in order to make an omelet you got to break a few eggs that's right that's right (laughs) you gotta tear a few muscles you know what sometimes you're the hammer sometimes you're the nail is that why they call it getting shredded that's why they call it getting shredded oh we might as well stop right now i've learned the secret to life sometimes you're the cheese sometimes you're the grater what else you got? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making them up as we go. All right. Hey, sometimes you're the can, sometimes you're the bottle. It's going to be a special one. Yeah. I can tell already. <laughs> you're feeling it. It's going to be a special. It's been too long. Mm-hmm. And it might be like the biggest uh, TV movie news week, it two weeks. It was crazy. I was crazy. watching this stuff happen, just single tears rolling down my eyes, thinking about show show missed opportunities. Just constant. I should apologize because I've been so um, inconsistent with my availability this summer for Colin? the podcast. Sweets? I accept your apology. No, I'm just joking. Jeez, thank <laughs> God. What I should have said was you need not apologize. I can finally sleep. It's yeah. <laughs> Weight <laughs> off your shoulders. Finally, he can sleep. So I got lots of things. How's, how's life? How you doing? Good, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, We're getting a cyclone today, tonight. Yeah, it's supposed to get pretty messy tonight. A I tropical like, depression. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's good. Some rain. It's been super hot. A lot of outdoor activity. Yeah. Starting to cool down the nights, though. You must be pumped about that. Really happy about it. Because um, I've been going to bed at like 9 p.m. Right. For for a couple of weeks now. Right, 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 right. So right. My, my lifestyle is starting to resume, I think, some some normalcy. Have you seen the uh, New Chappelle stand yeah. up yet? Yeah. I wanted to talk to you about that. Okay. Cool. What are your thoughts? Honestly, I laughed harder at that than any of the other. And I know how like... Maligned it is? How maligned it is. And I... Honestly, like, I don't know. Maybe it'll be an unpopular opinion. Maybe it's an opinion that won't age well, but I just found it so, so funny. Like, it was just classic Chappelle-style humor. I disagree. That's And you know him better than I do, but I don't find... I don't necessarily think it's tone deaf. I think it's irreverent, and I think that was his point. Mm -hmm. He's going for it. Yeah. Um, Like, to say... I think those Michael Jackson accusers are lying. Here's the thing. It's bold. Here's the thing. I didn't watch that. No. So it was a lot easier for me to laugh at that because I I feel like I, I view it from like a, a different continent. Right. You know, I'm not right there in the trenches. The, the comedy's funny. Like yeah. the... Even even if it's irreverent, the half the people in this room got molested, but not by Michael Jackson. Like right. that's funny. I just didn't think. I kind of agree with what some of the critics are saying, which is that it seems like a bit of a lazy special, and that's what I mean when I say it doesn't remind me of old Dave Chappelle. It doesn't have that many jokes in it. It just has mm. a lot of attitude. It's just got this like he just like says the n word a lot. Sure, and I, I found the um the whole gun, him buying a gun because he didn't have a gun hilarious. That was really funny. Yeah. The buckshot bird shot. That, the whole... Oh, that is good. That the, was the best part. The comparison of heroin addicts to uh, crackheads. I thought was really funny. Right. The and also, like, shooting thing was... like, very on point for now. I thought the whole shooting thing was good, too. Yeah. I I thought everything about that part was funny. Um, even the L- LGBT stuff, I found, was like... Yeah. It, you know, it was... There were parts where I was like, I wonder what the... what people would think of it right like, like i have certain friends in mind being like oh i wonder what they would think of that part but i was laughing the whole way through the it. basis of the joke is generalization so yeah. I, th- I don't think i mean it's not for me to say but i i, I didn't find it offensive per se because mm-hmm. why would i right but uh and there's another part of me that kind of thinks like if it was mesmerizing it would just be too confusing to to swallow that he put out three great hours in like a year and a half. Right. That would be so confusing. And, yeah. And I don't think that's the case. No. So so I feel a little bit easier about it. No, I thought this was the best one of the three. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I don't. All the OJ stuff from the last one was really amazing for me. Yeah. I thought that was great. Although I need to rewatch those. I think you should. Yeah. This one... And maybe it's because I was coming at it with just a, well, you want to watch this? Because yep. it came out on Monday. Us like, too. Yeah. We just whimsically put it on. Yeah. We're act- Was there a plan for it? It was just kind of ghost dropped? 
I think it was well, no, there was a plan. It was okay. there's trailer out and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um there was a uh, few other trailers that came out this week, right? A few. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have a list of them. In the last couple of weeks, all the trailers that came out. I couldn't even tell you everything that came out. But, but in, in order from number one. Actually, wait. Let's start with. Let's save Star Wars because there's other things we can say about Star Wars. Okay, cool. But um, the Joker came out yesterday. The trailer the for that. The full trailer for the Joker, which I haven't watched the, the full thing yet. Did you see the other trailer? I saw the other one. This is kind of more of the same. I don't know how much new content is in it. Right. Um. It looks eerie. I still have no idea if it's going to be a good movie. Right. I have a feeling it's going to be one of those great performance in a bad movie situations. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to see it. Yeah, of course. But it's got a taxi driver vibe to it. It's got like a, yeah. this guy is nuts and we're just going to spend two hours with him kind Watch of vibe. Go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you see the trailer for The Island? The, the Island. Netflix uh, series? No. It's actually the one my sister worked on. Oh, hey. And it looks really cool. That is great. Yeah. It's like a, a simulation style thing where people like, I think, go into a simulation about being trapped on an island, but they don't have like, like lost on an island, okay. but they don't have any idea, like any history in their mind about who they are or what they've done. They just kind of wake up and this is all they have. Is it like a sci-fi thriller? Yes. Cool. Yeah. It's kind of like a, it seems like lost meets Westworld as someone commented on Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I actually haven't heard of that, but I'm curious to see the trailer. Yeah. So Kate Bosworth is in it. And, uh, the, the main girl is actually from something else, but she, she looks kind of familiar. She's buddies with Kate Bosworth now, right? Your sister. Well, I don't. I don't think they hang or anything. But there was definitely. I, I, I messaged her. I was like, "We we should have you on the podcast." Yes. Yeah. It's because we've discussed the prospects of having interesting industry people as guests That's before. Right. We have never once gone for it. We would have to start with a family member. I think you have connections. Yeah. And go from there. Yeah. 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 Pretty good. Yeah. I can't think of any of the other trailers. I know the trailer came out today for the laundromat. See, like the, all these like. Netflix movies are coming out. This mm -hmm. is the year Netflix is chasing after that Oscar because they almost right. got it with Roma last year, mm -hmm. or at least we were led to believe that they almost got it. And so this year they have like The Irishman and The King with yeah. Timothy Chalamet and The Laundromat. The Laundromat I know nothing about yet. It is. It's Meryl Streep okay. and The Panama Papers, whatever that means. Right. Okay. It was, kind of, it was like a released uh, series of papers. It was like WikiLeaks before I figured. computers i figured it was it was another <laughs> one think. of those which is weird because wasn't that her role in the post yeah yeah is, is this a sequel to the post i don't think it's a, well, the sequel to the post is um the, the, all the president's men that's what right the, that's what the sequel was <laughs> sure. um no i don't know i don't it's gonna be interesting um i have all this prep here why do i feel so uh not prepared. Let's, I don't know, man. Let's 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 start off with something positive. Great. We've already started, but let's move on to something positive. Alex Trebek announced today that he is through with chemo. I heard that he's back at work, and he's back at work. Yes, filming. And oh, we don't have a whole lot to go on. I don't really know if this means like he's better, better. He's obviously doing better. Yeah. But I don't think he's all the way better. He's definitely trooping through it. He's been keen on this for a long time. Can you imagine loving a job so much that you're in your seventies? And you're battling cancer and you still rather go to work than retire? No. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe and if we were hosting secure, Jeopardy. I feel maybe. like it'd be kind of stressful to host Jeopardy. He doesn't make it seem stressful. No. Yes, you're right. But he doesn't make it seem stressful. Has there been any guest hosts? Never. Over the years? Think. No. Never. He wasn't the original host, though. No, that's right. But he seems to kind of own the show. It's yeah. obviously his show. Right. He is so smooth on the recitation of those clues that I have often wondered if he is like pre-taping the readings of the clues, but he's not now it's remarkable. And every now and then he does kind of verbally tick, but right. never reading the clues. So he right. must just spend like days and days rehearsing the clues. Yeah. But they were, they uh, record like four or five episodes in a day. He's kind of changed his persona from game show host to like professor. Yes. Yes. That, it's like a Walter Cronkite. He's like, yeah. he's he's very chill, right, and very proper. But in in the early days, like if you watch the old school ones on Netflix, he's like, oh right, let's go over You're to right. Cullen. He talks really fast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely a different tone. 
and it's all TVs. That's right. That, that's, I can remember it being all TVs when my grandmother would watch yeah. Jeopardy. Is, how good was that? Yeah. I mean, just like really <laughs> time stamps it for you. Well, you know, you see in like an old movie, sometimes like a, like Kevin McAllister will walk by a department store window and it's just a big grid of TVs. Right. Yeah. And they're all showing the same newscast. And sometimes that's a big screen. That's like, right. They make all, multiple TVs into a big screen. It's they like, make a, a mosaic of one of tube TVs. Yeah. One big uh, Matt Lauer with a full head of hair. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Viola Davis is going to play Michelle Obama. Okay. Yeah. That that tracks. So this is. That tracks perfectly, actually. It does. How it, has no one thought of that? Except for the people who thought of it. Well, Showtime is doing this new uh, anthology series. It's called uh, First Ladies. So it's my understanding that each episode is going to be the story of a different first lady. Okay. And so I guess they're just like mini movies. I don't think they're an ongoing story, but each one is like this little mini biopic about a first lady. And all we know, as far as I know, is Viola Davis playing um, Michelle Obama. Now, some first ladies are going to be more interesting than others. So I don't know if they're going to cherry pick them or if they're just going to do the whole reverse chronology. Right. Seems like no. It seems like let's just get the interesting ones. But there's already been, you know, Natalie Portman as Jackie. Yeah, sure. And I don't, I don't think they would have like, like, uh, Barbara, Barbara Bush. Yeah, Barbara Bush was the first one. Oh, the so they might have the first one. Yeah, and they would have Nancy Reagan. Yeah, and they would have Hillary Clinton. Yeah, yeah, but it's weird to think of Hillary Clinton as a first lady. Yeah, you're right. There's more to it, and there'll be a a Hillary Clinton biopic. That's true. Melania Trump. Yeah, I don't know if that one's going to happen. You know what, though? There is there is a movie in Melania Trump. There's totally a movie there. <laughs> There's a few movies, I think. Yeah. And it might be a drag. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> When's the first Trump movie coming out? Um, do you think it's while he's in office? Because I kind of do. I don't know. I often wonder, like, does... Like, remember when, when Josh Brolin played W? Yeah. I, I think at the time I thought that was, like, too soon. Yeah, definitely. And then they made a World Trade Center movie with Nicolas Cage. Yes. And that felt like too soon. But yeah. now if they were to make a World Trade Center movie, it would just feel like, I don't know, like glorifying it. Or I don't know what the what the window is to do mm. these things. But the problem with Trump, and I would have, people probably would have said this about Bush once upon a time too, because he was a character. But like, how do you do Trump as a complex figure? Yeah. How do you like, because it's not an interesting character if you don't empathize with but him. But he's... I think he's interesting if you show like panic attacks behind the scene or something, but we don't know if that's actually happening. Like we have, yeah, it's sensible to assume there is some kind of medical condition going on, but does he ever have a tender moment? Like you saw vice, Mm -hmm. like that is, that is as close to a human monster as the uh, United States has ever produced at the highest level. Right. They were occasionally able to humanize him like in stories about his daughter or whatever. Mm hmm. And I guess the way he'd have heart attacks or like, but that's because it was comedic and that movie was satire. There weren't a lot of like nice people in that movie. No, I I guess you'd have to do it. Adam McKay style, the Trump movie, it would have to be full on satire, but not a cartoon, not Anthony Atamanek. Right. It's, it's probably still 20 years out. It probably is. No, like eight years out. Yeah, maybe. And if it's done, like, is it going to be, are they going to go for the gold or is it just going to be like a forgettable movie? Well, I think once it happens, there's going to be like 40 movies about it. It's going to be like, like, um, how there's movies about Watergate. Well, and that's the thing is that it's, that's not a, that's not a Nixon movie. That's a Watergate movie because that's one story. And Mm. that's the other issue with Trump is like, you got a million stories to tell. Pick one. Don't try and do everything. True. Uh, we watched Titanic the other night. How was it? You've seen Titanic. I have, but I don't like, I, I don't have a fresh viewing of it. Well, us I either. was thinking that. Like. Us, us either. I, I haven't seen it since I was probably like 17, 18. I've probably seen it four or five times in my life, mm-hmm. uh, but not in my adult life. And you do watch it differently as an adult. Right. It's a rough final hour. Really? Yeah, it's a rough final hour. Just a hour. lot of dialogue. The, the dialogue is rough? or No, it's brutal. It is a brutal final hour of of oh people like dying mania and yeah, sure. and dead babies right. and like just and the band keeps playing complete desolation right. But I was texting with my mom when we were watching it because my mom has anytime there's a conversation of like what classic movies have you not seen? Yeah. We all got a few outstanding, and she like considers herself uh, if not like a movie person at least. Uh, um, somebody with taste and she has mm-hmm. taste she likes a good movie 
but she's often said almost as a brag. I've never seen Titanic. And her her reasoning is always that she heard somebody say in conversation once that there's a scene with two old people in bed and the water's just rushing over them. Uh, and that is true, but it's practically B-roll. It's nothing in the film. Right. <laughs> it's a lot yeah. more to it than that. <laughs> and I'm watching it with her and we're in like the first hour or the second hour and I text her that and was- I say, it's, it's ludicrous that you haven't seen this movie. It's like a touchstone of entertainment. Uh-huh. And it's like, the, she says, but wouldn't I just cry the whole time? I say, you watch This Is Us every single week. Yeah, and I don't even think it's as emotional as This Is Us. It's a rough final hour. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. so but, but it's beautiful. But again, I haven't watched it in so long. It's a good flick, not a hot take. Where, where did you watch this? Was it on like Netflix? It's on Amazon Prime. I'm not sure Amazon what Prime. compelled to compelled us to put it on. Maybe just because like Leo's been in the zeitgeist lately. Sure, yeah. You wanted to watch a good Leo movie. And you know what else? I've been thinking an awful lot, obsessing even, over what we said on the podcast a few about weeks Brad ago. About Pitt. No, no, no. Oh, okay. About the Hellevex explosion. Oh, okay. And I've, I've been obsessing over it. And I, maybe maybe partly me thinking about that and reading Wikipedia and shit yeah. led me to be like, well, what about the Titanic? That was exactly the same era. Yep. What'd you... Anyway, n- nothing. Except for that, that's the, that is the quintessential that era film. Right. Right? Yeah. And also, there's like quite a lot of Hellefax connectivity to the titanic mm, definitely anytime i see a piece of like a like weird uh memorial from a friar like a big rusty piece of steel i'm like oh that must be halifax explosion <laughs> big rusty piece of steel <laughs> yeah like there's some like ornate bent almost like art deco steel right beams that like get rusty or maybe they're rusty to begin with Here's the difference, the difference between the two disasters, uh, cinematically speaking. The sinking of the Titanic took like two hours and 41 minutes. Mm -hmm. It was exactly that, by the way. Okay. I I said it like it was a random number I was pulling out of the air. Is that how long the movie was? The movie is more than that, but all of the uh, uh, 1912 stuff is two hours and 40 minutes. So if you take out all the old rows, all the Bill Paxton, the movie is two hours and 41 minutes. So they definitely did that deliberately. Cour de la Mer. Uh, very good. Thanks. <laughs> I was waiting for acknowledgement there. <laughs> the difference is uh, the Halifax explosion took 19 minutes. Oh, yeah. And so, so crazy. And so you're going to have to... And there's more around it. Like there's, there's I guess, the day before. Yeah. And there's certainly the days following. Mm-hmm. But your climax is very different because the right. final hour of Titanic is like the chaos that surrounds. And the chaos of the of the Halifax explosion is like instantaneous. Right. So I don't know. So you don't know if there could be a movie about the Halifax explosion. Sure there could, but I don't know how you would plan it out. It's hard to make, yeah, a, sink, a ship sinking is a two-hour event. Yes. Whereas a massive explosion, it's really hard to stretch that out right so you have to tell a story about people yeah and so vince coleman seems like the obvious thing but also he dies in an instant yeah he dies in it like there's it's not like a big poetic death i mean there right. is but it's not like it would be cool if they did a movie where it was like five different stories yeah and those five stories leading up to it and then it cuts to the next story each one ends with the with the explosion and the effects on like that area maybe. that's cool kind of cool right you know what his last message was what he sends the message to the train inbound for pier six yeah and he says uh ammunition ship a flame in the halifax harbor it's going to blow stop the train mm-hmm. and then he says guess this is my last message goodbye boys no way and then he died whoa isn't that beautiful guess this is my last message goodbye boys yeah wow i know see there's a movie in there man yeah i got some chills in the back of my head when you said that Yo, that's what i that's what i planned on yeah saturday night live do you hear who's leaving Ooh, is it Kate McKinnon? Nope, she's staying. Okay. Because, I mean, Elizabeth Warren. Is it Beck Bennett? No. Is it... It's not someone kind of innocuous and surface like that. It's somebody you remember. Colin Jones? No, it's Leslie Jones. Oh, all right. She's got irons in the fire, I guess, and she's been there for five years. She was a writer before she was a cast member. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to feel about it because on the one hand, I like Leslie Jones. Mm-hmm. I find her really funny. And if she puts out a stand-up special, I'll watch it. But she met, stepped on every line she ever had in a sketch. Yes. Yeah. She was, 
she had a a personality like some people don't like the I'm gonna scream at you to get laughs yeah uh, idea and that was kind of her whole shtick it works though I mean lots of people could scream and it wouldn't be funny it's true I feel like I feel like there are other people who have done it better like Keenan for instance yeah he'll 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 temper it and then just randomly start yelling like I don't know if Keenan does have like a shtick. I don't know if no. you could like take away his signature move and he wouldn't be funny anymore. Right. He's, He's just all over the place. always funny. Yeah. So did you hear about the lineup for the hosts? No. Yeah, oh, they, yes, I did. They've yes, never did. they've never announced this many hosts in They, they in announced advance. like up to December or well, yeah, but a handful well, of Well, it must just be a handful because there's not only five episodes between no. Labor Day and Christmas. No, that's what I was thinking too. But they did, they did uh, announce the season premieres hosted by uh, Woody Harrelson. With musical guest Billie Eilish, yeah, she's kind of a thing. She's a thing, I can, and I I don't care. I don't I don't get it at all. Okay, I cool. don't get it at all. I'm happy we're on. The she's same page just about that. she's just filling the Lord void. It's just yes. a, it's a different kind of but, personality and attitude. But, but worse, the, I think. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, our subjective. Sure. I don't I don't know because like, do you remember when Lord happened? Like the, the that was friggin a, that circus was, around Lord. That was insane. Like it was a, it was almost crowning Lord as like the next. Uh, I don't. I. Yep. I yep. Alanis Morissette. Yep. I, or or better. Like or, they, yeah, they right. seemed to be like, uh, I don't know. But put it plating the gold on her tiara already. Right. Like one album in Royals is an unusual sounding song, and suddenly she has reinvented She's pop, music. changing music forever. And yeah. to be fair, because it was made into such a thing, a lot of mainstream artists, uh, both new and old, start kind of like subtly changing their voice to like talk differently right. and, and and sing differently. Yeah. Because it did kind of usher in this new uh, alternative pop sound. But right. then she went away. And she was 15 at the time. Yeah. yeah. Went away and released that whole like green light. Uh, she had good songs song. and she'll and maybe she'll come back and have like. I'm sure she will. A really good album. Mm -hmm. I, I hope she does. Mm -hmm. But like. It would be so sad and messed up if she had if she was like told that she was the next great thing at 15 years old, had a really good two years tops. Right. And then just like had to sell real estate. <laughs> probably not what's going to happen. It's probably an extreme example. Right. But like I haven't seen or heard from Lord. Nobody talks about Lord anymore. No, it's been it's been at least two years. That's right. Yeah. Taylor's kind of uh, hot button right now. What do you like? Do you like her album? Yeah, it's good. It's it's better than Reputation. Jen loves it. It's really good. It's um and actually there was a Bill Simmons podcast where the guy who runs Ticketmaster was on. Well, he's a criminal. And was no, he's the CEO. He's I don't think he's the founder. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he's just keeping the secrets. <laughs> In any case, he uh he was like I think this is her best album. Like I don't think he had, he stood to gain anything from it. It's not he, her best album. He talks music. It's not her. It, red is better. I think he was. I think his argument was, it's this is actually her like being an adult. Yeah, but her, but in her traditional voice, she's know, writing songs again. Not is what reputation. It is. Yeah. The, the reputation was like it was such an obvious uh, publicity stunt. Frankly, yeah. there, it was. It was almost like a big elaborate pastiche on how carefully her persona and narrative was cultivated right and it was just all leaning into that way too much and this is a little bit of that too like she's still a marketing genius like she's right. she's really good at selling herself or she's had good people along the way uh but she got to write songs again on this album doesn't need to be 18 tracks right you can cut a couple songs from this album another suit that it follows which seems to be uniform of all her records is the initial singles are not at all indicative of what to expect no from that that was a point that he made too it was like no one want, no one cared about the record as much because the singles were all bad so no one was really hyped for it but then if you actually listen to it on the whole it's great right so like everybody knows shake it off which was the lead single from 1989 right. which was like a cool 80s inspired jack antonoff uh collaboration lots of good songs on that record but shake it off i mean it was fun when it came out but it's it's like a stupid pop song Red, the lead single, I think was I Knew You Were Trouble, which has this like weird, like grungy bass drop in it. Right. Sounds bam, nothing like the, the country record that it otherwise is. And this one, the lead single was Me, which doesn't sound like the rest of it either. Right. And Calm Down, wasn't it? Yeah, You Need to Calm Down. Yeah. That's right. Um, yes. Although that got some, that got some play. 
little bit, I guess. Now. I don't listen to Top 40 radio anymore. Right. Um, yeah, it's uh, I, Jen was playing it the other day, and like I was guessing how how the song structure was gonna go. Like I was like, Jen, is it gonna come back with like a? Cause yeah, drop. Like, and she's like looking at me, pointing, kind of like yeah. finger gunning. Like, yeah. yeah, here it comes. Yeah, that's yeah. that's Paper Rings. You just you just sure, did. exactly. Paper Rings is a great song. She fucking loves Paper Rings. Yeah, that's a, it's like a fun like. I hesitate to say like girl band song, but it yes. kind of is. But that's and that and Jen would have no qualms with you saying that, that's, right? what she's i think she should do more of that i actually think yeah. that's a strong suit yes of hers. that's like her her kind of voice right or, i agree or at least her yeah her style so woody harrelson hosting the snl season premiere taylor swift is the musical guest right second episode when phoebe waller bridge hosts yes which is fabulous uh david harbour is gonna host which i'm really looking forward to i've yeah. decided that david harbour has like harrison ford charisma Okay. I think that he's obviously not like handsome. He's not like dashing in the rugged way that Harrison Ford became known. Right. Uh, but he has, he is just oozing with likability. Did he intentionally gain like a hundred pounds for the third season of Stranger Things? He did not gain a hundred pounds. <laughs> no, but he, he's, he got heavy. A hundred pounds, he says. He got heavy. I don't know, maybe that has something to do with Hellboy. Yeah, kid. He was, I think he's always been doughy. He was definitely always doughy, but he just seemed bigger. A hundred. Sorry, pounds. I'm not. I'm not here to body shame people. I like Hopper's look in season three. Yeah, he's. Good. I love the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, that was fun for sure. Uh, Kristen Stewart, which is interesting because I, I think she's like quite welcome there. Yeah. At SNL. Yeah. She said the f word last time on TV. Oh right, yeah. And then Eddie Murphy's hosting the Christmas episode, which is going to be. Is they, that the first time he's hosted since? Or no, he must have hosted. No, I think he has one of the rare distinctions of having hosted while a cast member of the show yes because nick nolte couldn't uh is that what it is yeah did you read that in that white book no um i actually heard it the other day on the bill simmons podcast with uh julia louis dreyfus i oh i listened to that yeah i must have missed that um i like eddie well i like eddie murphy's legend i guess i don't really have a particular opinion about eddie Eddie murphy i'm okay with him making a comeback yeah i'm I'm, that would be that would be neat but i feel like we're all gonna be so let down I, I, that's what I kind of think. Like, do you remember the 40th? Do you remember when, like, it was every cast member ever and then some was going to be on SNL. And for some reason, we were, like, making it out to be Ed, Eddie Murphy was going to headline it. Yeah. And all he did was walk out and stand on a stage. He didn't do Gumby or anything. No. And, I mean, he's going to have to perform in this episode. But, like, can we just cool our debts and not make it into the biggest thing in the world? Yeah. He hasn't made good comedy in years. I don't know if he's still good. It's true. He's made 18 children. <laughs> yes, he's got that going for him. Right. Uh, I think, yeah, I think we just need to calm down, as Taylor would say. That's what the song is about. That's, it's about not getting pumped up about yeah. <laughs> Eddie Murphy it's coming about, back to comedy. Yeah, it's about watch your stamina <laughs> exactly. leading up to the comeback just of Eddie Murphy. Everyone chill out. We know it's uh, sequel culture. Right. But... Maybe he's canceled. There's nothing new we can say about Spider-Man, but I'd be remiss not to at least mention that that happened since we last did a do you podcast. Want me to do some like background music while while you uh, do a soliloquy on the MCU and Sony oh, and if only Disney. I prepared something. <laughs> if only I was ready for such a moment. As we grow, <laughs> <laughs> it sucks though. It sucks. It sucks that this happened. Spider-Man no longer in the MCU. It is unfortunate. Does it stop Tom Holland being Spider-Man? No, he keeps the job. Keeps the job. He basically just does his own separated from, you know, you're not going to have Tiny and... Who's Tiny? Iron Man. Tiny is John Favreau. Happy. Happy. Fuck. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But you're right. And Iron Man wouldn't be in it anyway. Uh, And so like in a a way... Why? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) It's quite a good thing that we got end game done because yes. in a big way um that was the end game right it was kind of your out if you were like looking for an out totally. like just watch this one and then you can take a break and now that there's no more spider-man in the mcu i don't really have to follow the mcu at all no you know what I, I mean and they like added new people to the mcu like oh sure like uh, uh what's the, his name? the immortals or kit harrington is yes. is now going to be a member kumail nanjiani Kumail's is in there doing something oh yeah these are all like Disney Plus series that they're starting up and they're going to do the Hawkeye and Winter right. Soldier show and Loki's getting a show and Vision's getting a show. Right. 
and the Mandalorian. And the well, the, yeah, I'm getting that to to that as well. That's right. not MCU. That's our big workup, though. So anyway, Sony has full control over Spider-Man again, which they have not uh, handled very well very many times. Mm. Right. You nervous? I guess. I don't. I I, I kind of just feel like Spider-Verse is now the perfect Spider-Man movie. Right. So I'll just put my eggs in that basket. All encompassing. That's right. Okay, but since you mentioned it, Disney Plus launching in November in concordance with the release in the United States, mm-hmm. $8.99 a month or $89 for the year. So you get two months free if you sign up for a year. Okay. Uh, no episodes will be R-rated. Nothing on there. No content on Disney Plus will be R-rated. Uh, and episodes for their TV series will be released, released in a week-by-week model instead okay. of dumping a whole season at once. Which makes sense. I kind of like it too. Plus you'll get people subscribing for longer. Well, that's that, that's partly why they have to do it because yeah. like, especially with the Mandalorian, you're just going to sign up for one month and get yeah. out. They certainly don't have to give you a month free the way like a lot of these streaming services will give you a month free just to get you in the door. Right. Disney doesn't have to do that. No. People want to watch the Mandalorian because it's like, a, it's going to be a Star Wars movie. It's going to be, what is it? Six hours of Star Wars content? Yeah. And so. And it looks badass. It does look badass. I mean, this is not a new announcement. We've known the Mandalorian was yes. the worst for a very long time. Uh, Ross can talk about it ad nauseum, but it does occur to me that um, when it comes out, we should do a crossover podcast right. with this in Recorder yeah, 66. Which is November 12th? Yeah, so that's coming up pretty soon. Right. Uh, Disney Plus also announces some other Star Wars stuff, not the least of which is the Kenobi TV series, which yes. we have like been just yearning for confirmation on for mm. God knows how long. Like a few times it's almost basically been announced either as a movie or a TV series. Right. And now here it is definitely happening. Ewan McGregor's coming back to play Obi-Wan once Ooh. again. Crazy. Yeah, that's cool. And I, I, how old is Obi supposed to be? <laughs> so supposed to be? I think 11 years, eight, eight years, eight, either eight or 11 years <laughs> after Revenge of the Sith. Right. So like a little bit older, Definitely living in his hermitage on Tatooine yeah. and watching over Luke Skywalker from a distance. And we don't know what kind of adventures he's getting into. Right. But it could be good too. Probably just a one-off. Probably just one season. Right. That's cool. It's not like him just walking around in his underwear like making eggs and being like, hey, man. Ugh, Luke's not getting into any trouble today. <laughs> That's what they want to show us. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm not, not going to watch it. No, we would still watch it. They also announced a Lizzie McGuire reboot at hey. uh, D23 on the weekend. Good. Back with Hillary Duff. <laughs> as the mom or her as... I guess probably. they or did. Or is this... she like, I'm 30 year old. They did a really corny um, lead up to it where they're like, so we're going to reboot Lizzie McGuire and the crowd gets excited. And they're like, and we, so we, we searched high and low for our Lizzie in this new chapter. They made it seem like they actually were going to try and recast Lizzie McGuire. Right. I don't know if they fooled anybody on that. And then they, they bring out Hillary Duff. I wonder, do you remember how in Lizzie McGuire, the, the gimmick was that she had like a cartoon voice inside her head oh, and they yeah. would cut away to like little cartoon Lizzie who says sure. what she's really thinking. So will cartoon Lizzie be in this and will she be grown up? She'll be grown ass woman. Yeah. Cursing, I hope. Maybe she'll uh, she'll be like Pixar animated. That's how how she's grown up. Yeah, <laughs> that's where they should change the animation model. Yeah, <laughs> it's Disney. You got money. That's right. That's right. The, the fucking Mandalorian costs like eight billion dollars. Fifteen million dollars an episode. Fifteen million dollars an episode. Wow, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. crazy. You, in contrast, it's kind of crazy to think that from winning a golf tournament, Rory McIlroy got that this weekend. Fifteen million. It's like the crown of golf. Like he he played for four weeks in a row to get this, but he couldn't possibly be a nice guy. Rory McIlroy. Yeah, you don't think so? It's not personal. It's just impossible. He couldn't be a nice guy. He can't be a nice guy. Uh, no, I think he is. Nah. I think he got your Tigers out there, and I think he got your Rorys. Rory was like two strokes up, and he was like throwing balls to little kids and stuff. And I was like, "That's part of the game, man." No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's that, really not. You got to build an image. No, you don't. Sure, you do. Ti- well, if Tiger has an image, it's being an asshole. Is it being an asshole? Yeah, it's really? being like it's being like eagle focused. Yeah, it's I'm being not, eagle I'm not, focused. I'm not dapping anyone up. Well, no, he's he's like a he's notorious. Not a sh- asshole. He's not a schmoozer. Is he a notorious asshole? Because you're right, he's a yeah, notorious bad husband. There's not like stories no, no, out there. It, no, no, no. Of, no there, there are. Okay, enlighten me then. Tell me a story of, of Tiger just like like so, being a huge dick to someone in a restaurant or something. Tiger 
Tiger basically was like invited out to dinner by Bill Clinton or something. And, and Tiger like went and was super dismissive. And there was like a journalist that was there with them or his like biographer. Mm. There's a whole biography written about Tiger that basically just shows how much of a psychopath he is. I bet he's stupid. You think he's stupid? I think he's, I think he's probably stupid in the okay. way a lot of pro athletes are stupid. Like jock dumb? Um, may, yeah, maybe. Or See, I, don't, I, I don't disagree know. there. Yeah, I, don't, I, not, don't, I don't think he's dumb. It's not jock dumb. That's not really quite what I'm trying to say. But he's only ever had one focus in his entire life, right? That's right. Well, too. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're kind of saying the same thing. There's something off about Tiger. Yeah. And really, I'm just being an asshole about Rory McIlroy. Yeah, I guess he can be a nice I, guy. I think, but but, I think but anything, my point is, that's sure. a ludicrous and, and completely outlandish amount of money to just hand somebody that's right. and have them be normal. That's right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I would say more with like a child actor or something, you're probably going to get crazier people than athletes. Because athletes at least usually have an idea of what it's like to, you know work with a team and be on the tour and you're talking to other people and you kind of need to like, you know, be a social person. Sure. But also, you know what I'm saying? When you, when you throw a golf ball or give a hockey puck to a little kid, mm. that can be a strategy that can be like yes. your publicist saying, listen, you got to give some hockey pucks to some sure. kids. It's going to look good. Yep. Yeah. It could be tactful. I mean, I don't, I think there are people that on the, on the tour that are like, and I think some, some announcers even kind of reference it by saying things like, oh, you know, he's out here and he's just super focused. Like you can't, people talk all the time about his focus. Like he doesn't go out to dinner with other people. And that's a person being an asshole. <laughs> like, I don't know. He doesn't go out to dinner with other people. Like I'm an asshole. No, I think, I think this is them focusing on like, how can we phrase this nicely? He's not liked on tour. <laughs> right. Yeah. But again, like as a, as an introvert, I kind of yeah. wonder like what qualifies being like a liked person. Like if you're not one of the boys, if you don't happen to be like into the same kind of social dynamic as other people, are you considered an asshole just because you're kind of an outsider or a loner? Or is he outwardly crude to people? Is he like, is he going up to people and being like, ha, go fuck yourself? <laughs> well, I don't think anyone does that. I th I just think some people don't have the maybe time. Not on, maybe not on your tour. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just think some some people don't don't have the time for other people. They're not like if if they got approached, it wouldn't necessarily be like a, oh hey, what's going on? Like, yeah, thank sure I got time to take a picture. Also, maybe part of his strategy is not wanting to be friends with the enemy. That could be it because they're the enemy to Tiger Woods, right? Right. He just well, wants to win. But golf. I think I think he's losing that. Like I think he is like a, a good guy on tour now, but it's because people like worship him. Right. But in the late 90s early mid 2000s he was not this way he wasn't rude to donald trump when he hung out with donald trump and we were talking about being rude to presidents maybe he just likes republicans maybe he is, yeah honestly that wouldn't surprise me either that's very possible he has so much money <laughs> uh cobra kai so did we talk about how youtube is transferring all of their premium content all of their original premium content over to free everyone can watch it no that's amazing yeah so you can watch all of cobra kai and that show wayne we did a podcast about yeah. i don't think they have that many shows you can watch it all for free it, it's starting now it's already out cobra there. kai is out okay uh in full i don't think they're all out until late september okay uh but the difference is they're gonna put a bunch of commercials in it amazing so rather than having to pay a service for you can still pay yeah. and not have commercials i don't know if anyone's gonna do that right um or you can just watch commercials which is familiar that's how we used to watch television right yeah sure so i can put up with that that's cool i'm in i'm gonna finish watching cobra kai i think i yeah i, I want to i watched a couple i thought it was pretty good people had nice things to say about it i think youtube saw the writing on the wall and they're like well this is probably not our lane it's not really taking off as much yeah as we, we invented streaming we're still super powerful but right. people aren't really giving us their money in the same way right as netflix so maybe let's let's repurpose this content and see if we can still get something out of it with a different uh revenue model right that's so why I think that's kind of cool. See the Breaking Bad movie trailer? I did. What do you think of that? I am a seven on it. Okay. I'm not Sh a 10. Show your work. Okay. So there was something so good. I'm almost, okay, let's call it the Eddie Murphy theorem. Okay. That's a that's an interesting comparison. We have, a lot of hype. We have something that, that worked really well 
And again, I'm going to reference sequel culture where it's like, how can we get more from this? I do like that um, uh, Vince Gilligan is back on board. Yeah. Like, I find it interesting. How is, how is he off of it at any point? Was he not always in the driver's seat? No, I just mean, like, he's he's back on board for another oh, I see. Uh, Breaking he's Bad He's keen vehicle. to keep doing it. Yeah. yeah. Where he, I feel like if there wasn't any more story to tell, he would he would be off. Okay, but here's my argument to that. Okay. Her name is J.K. Rowling. Yeah, sure. A creator of something that was magnificent and right. adored can't get out. Right. Won't, won't let herself get out. Right. Because she's so in love with what she created. And so should she be. And that's wonderful. Uh, which is not to say that everything that comes out from her now is bad. That's not at all what I mean. But you will not catch lightning in the same bottle. No. As you did before. It's true. So it's very, very tricky ground. And it's a it's a Netflix movie. Like, I just feel like it's got all the makings of a of a tank. And it's the Breaking Bad movie. We keep calling it that, but... No Walter White. There's no Walter White, unless unless you know he's in a flashback or something. But right, I don't think anything's alluded to that. But like, it is a sequel, right? It is post the events of Breaking Bad, yeah. where Jesse speeds off to. Right. Okay. Is that interesting? Do we want to know? Isn't part of the beauty just the that's, that's the open I ending? I tend to think that too. I think that the beauty is Jesse drove away. Yeah. I think that that's I th- and and he and did you hear something? Yeah. Oh, maybe it's a cat. Oh, there might be a cat. Is she crying out in the hallway? No, it's just a lot of shuffle. Okay. I don't know what to tell you. I don't think it's picking up on the microphone. Okay, good. Uh, Jesse's life sucked. Like, Jesse's, like, nothing good happened to Jesse in that show, right? Right. And he drove away, and I guess you can hope that it got better. Maybe it didn't. But I guess you can hope that, except now we're going to know if it gets better. And... Newsflash, there's going to be conflict in the Breaking Bad sequel movie. So I guess it doesn't get better. Here's a hot take. It might be a smart idea for them. The Breaking Bad movie does not center around Pinkman as much as it centers around the police chasing Pinkman. Oh, okay. So maybe it's more of a more of a cops chasing fugitive style movie right you're gonna remind me of this when it comes out because i'm not gonna remember this great take you and don't it's correct you but. don't make a vince coleman movie you make a movie about the people on the train that's right okay that's right very yeah. good all right okay well, i mean we're gonna watch it we're we're totally gonna watch it yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it yeah himesh patel this is the guy who was in yesterday yeah he just signed on to be in christopher nolan's tenet wait no tenet is already out it's mm-hmm. not out you saw a trailer for it. So, sure. Yeah. But that's not, that was just a trailer without the movie being made? Well, that happens. I mean, I don't, I don't I, he might have already been in it, but it yeah. just came out that he's in this oh, movie. He's in it. Um, but I am interested in this guy. And it also wouldn't surprise me if he was just tacked in for some, some final cuts on this movie, final shooting on this movie. Sure. Did you manage to see the trailer for it yet? No, which I'm guessing you can see on YouTube, right? It, no, is, it's, it, they like took it off. Still? It might be on there now. Yeah, it probably would have trended on Reddit though. But as of like two weeks ago, it wasn't. Yeah, because it's only playing before Hobbs and Shaw. Yes, that is bizarre. We know nothing about it. We don't know what it's about or anything. No, people are saying maybe it's about time and like the you know the ability like superhuman ability. What I was gonna say is that he was really great in Yesterday, and maybe he got this gig because he was really great in Yesterday. Because before Yesterday, he was not like on track to be a movie star right he lucked into that part because he could sing probably yep. and he's uh interesting and likable but before that he had like a daytime soap opera gig and otherwise had never done any acting so it's a little suspicious that he stars in a movie and the next month he is you know a small role in the new christopher nolan movie unless they're related maybe maybe tenet is the sequel to yesterday maybe it is maybe he steals all of oasis's music <laughs> that would be great the matrix four yeah. You must have thoughts about this. Okay. I've thought about it. And maybe I'm in a certain mood. Okay. But you're going to notice a trend here. <laughs> the story has been told. It has. There's not a lot left to be told. They That's actually true. kind of melted it for all it was worth. This is so. Part three wasn't good. Part three was not good. I mean, I understand how you could, you know, it's a, the idea is, is the Matrix is a simulation and we all are in it. Like, so... Certainly the world so, of technology. Like if you want to tell a different allegory 
about simulation we are i guess in a different era now it's true so that's that's kind of i guess the angle i'm interested in is w- what they do with it how they might stretch some of the special effects but i don't want to go see a a cgi movie like to me the final fight scenes in matrix revolutions was the uh climactic scenes of marvel movies right where it's like okay i thought i was watching a fight scene but what i'm really watching is just like a pixar movie happening like a fight version of a pixar movie well right and and what is keanu gonna get from the matrix 4 that he can't get from john wick right which i and i don't watch the john wick movies but like Make 10 John Wick movies. Right. I, I don't blame you. Like, they make tons of money. You yeah. like doing them. Mm-hmm. But The Matrix was kind of a more original story, right? Yes, 100%. So, like, why? I mean, I guess, like, getting the band back together is just all it is. Like, it's, yeah. something, it's something to get excited about. They also have Carrie Ann Moss back and Lana Wachowski, but not the other Wachowski. So, it's just one Wachowski. Yeah. Right. That's interesting to me, It too. is. So somebody didn't agree on something. Yeah. Unless it's a very unusual conflict of interest. Like if you watch the first Matrix movie, it is almost a perfect movie. Honestly, if not for the other two Matrix movies, the Matrix would go down as one of the top 20 greatest films of all time, just because of how interesting the concept is. Yes. Like it's it's 2001, it's Star Wars, like it is like... Wow, how did a brain come up with this? And and the set the second movie I liked a lot too. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's the highway one, right? The freeway one? Yeah, that yeah. was the thing. Like at least it was real action. Yeah. It was, you know, still interesting to me. They they took some turns and it that was cool. And then the third one was just maybe it was so out there. Maybe I'd appreciate it more now. But I remember even sitting in the theater kind of being like, mm, I don't like this and this is like my favorite series. Well, that and we just came off of uh a few months where we really celebrated Keanu Reeves a lot and mm. and maybe rightfully so but like it almost we took the the love for Keanu Reeves meme to another level right um and it's it's not that like it's not that he's undeserving of our praise he seems like a good guy he does what he wants he's probably a good artist too he mm. probably is but now he's doing the matrix again he's doing Bill and Ted again He's doing John Wick again. <laughs> He's doing the greatest hits. And the other two things he did this year were just a joke. They were just like his his whole role in in Always Be My Maybe is making fun of himself, which is fine. And what's the other joke? Toy Story 4. It's just, it's like, oh, it's he's just, into, he's just, got a thing in Toy Story. Yeah, he's four. just playing Keanu Reeves as a toy. Okay. And that's fine because it's good to have a sense of humor about yourself. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying so hard not to say, where's the lake house? <laughs> like, <laughs> make, make another movie. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. But if you don't want to, I guess you shouldn't have to. I mean, he was also in uh, Something's Gotta Give. He was like the doctor in Something's oh, Gotta he Give. Was. That's true. Like, what a weird does turn. He, does he fuck Diane Keaton in Something's Gotta Give? <laughs> I honestly think he might. I think he might, right? <laughs> wow. Great. Interesting roles. Point Break. You're right. I've com- I've completely I've lost track of this. Where's Speed Three? Or there was a Speed Three. There's a Speed Two. I don't know if there's a speed three speed two is on a boat on a cruise ship, which is the most hilarious premise. Yes, it is. Wow. We've <laughs> got to stop this cruise ship on the open ocean. Right. Yeah. The stakes were way lower. No, it's not. Cause look, I don't I, think he was in it though. Look, I think a, it was just a shipwreck Boy. lasts for two hours. Yeah. And so you might as well make a movie out of that. Uh, yeah. I think he was only in speed one. Maybe, but, but Sandy Bullock came back for number Sandy two. Sandy Bullock came back for two. She always She's does. A bonafide star. At that this point. is so true. 007. Mm-hmm. Bond 25, mm-hmm. No Time to Die. Yes, you said that. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge is writing it? Yeah, she's wrote the, she's a writer. Is it fair to say this is where she fucks up? No. no? This movie's going to be good. Okay, all right. Can I just play devil's advocate? Always. Why would you, why would you stop now? <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe this is going to be the, the shit one. Why maybe, are you already being cynical up. about Phoebe Waller-Bridge? <laughs> I don't know. Who is like, we... It's one of the only things in the world everyone agrees on. I know. And I do too. <laughs> I know you do. I already do. I just think she has to have a misstep. She has to have a moment where she lets me down. I think it's me rationalizing the fact that I I don't want to be sad when this movie comes out. So if I'm cynical about it early, then at least I'm ahead of the I don't think she lets people down. Sadness. I think that like 
she let herself down by selling out and agreeing to do season two of Fleabag because she said like she was going to have artistic integrity and not do season two. Right. And season two of Fleabag was a masterpiece. So she didn't do this season two of Killing Eve. No, she's still on that show. No, I don't think she, well, she might be like producing it, but I, I don't think she was writing on oh, it. Oh, maybe not. This yeah. is what I heard the yeah. other day. She's going to be in the show. Oh, interesting. But I think only for like. So maybe she's like back for season three in total. I think she just wants to get killed by Villanelle. Nice. I think she wants to, as that, like a fun experience. Mm-hmm. Is she going to win a bunch of Emmys? Yeah. Because I, I was yes. listening. I 100%. was 100%. Listening to Julia Louis Dreyfus on Bill Simmons, and I'm like, in another in a, in another world, maybe this world, mm-hmm. Julia wins and she breaks Cloris Leachman's record for most Emmys, and, and it's the end of Veep, and who knows if Julia will have another hit series. That's like, I don't want to be doubtful, but like that seems unlikely. Right. Um, they often give it on like on somebody's like victory lap. They often give you the Emmy, right? And also the Emmys are famous for just like perennially giving the same people the same awards. Yeah. But Phoebe Waller-Bridge was so goddamn good. Like every, <laughs> everything she did. This is this is such a topic. Like everyone, I you can't hear someone talk about Fleabag and go like, oh my god, mm-hmm. did you see Fleabag? Right. The second season was so good. Like it is just. A universal opinion. I'm going to watch it again. Now, having said all that, mm-hmm. uh, same category, Catherine O'Hara, Moira Rose, Shit's Creek. Right. We're in the final season now. Yeah. This is the one. So as someone who watched all of it, you're you're on board with her. But I think that's... Yes. I think that's the key is yeah, almost have to give it to some like something that is universally known. The Emmy. The Emmy. Oh, yeah. I don't think she's going to win the Emmy. Right. But I love that show. I was yeah, kind of transitioning. And she's really good at it. Oh, the, show, the show, I love the show as much as Parks and Recreation. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sometimes it makes me kind of well up a little bit. It good. is such a lovely show. Cool. I think I think this has been the year where I've seen more good TV than ever before. So Shit's Creek, you're really making a, a move on Shit's Creek. Maybe I should watch it. <laughs> you definitely should. Um, do you remember Pen15? Yes. Like that yeah. was that was this year too. Like Pen 15's great. I adored Pen 15. I really like Pen 15 too. We finished it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. just mean like I can't believe 2019 has served up so much. You're right. People are bringing up Pen 15 a lot too. Not in the same way as Fleabag, but people are people are into it. It's great. It's yeah. great. It'll probably win eventually someday. Uh Bond 25, No Time to Die. I think it's going to be a good movie. Mm-hmm. I think that this new actress they hired to like take over the mantle of 007 in whatever way that is going to be done. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be done well. I just have a lot of optimism about it. I hate the name No Time to Die. I know they're going for like classic Bond title. Yeah. But I just, I I, I think it's a stupid title. I don't like it. I like Skyfall. Yeah. A good name. Yep. You know, call it like, um, well, at least Skyfall was a thing. Cloud you know? Atlas. <laughs> call it Cloud Atlas. Yeah. Call it a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We want to talk about the show? Rosebud. Uh, sure. Let's All right. do it. Yeah. Another, an- we didn't even decide on another. We didn't actively say, let's just do one show this week. No. I, we, you had mentioned the, how The Righteous Gemstones was coming out. Yeah. And I said, I already watched it. Let's do that. Okay. Well, last time we only did one show. Uh, you had me recap it. That makes it your turn oh, God. to recap the pilot episode of The Righteous Gemstones. Now, have you seen more than one episode? Just one. Okay, that's going to help. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready? Yes. All right. Recap the pilot episode of The Righteous Gemstones in three, two, one, go. The Gemstone family runs their own church, essentially. Uh, the show begins with them in Japan for a mass... Uh, China. In China, sorry, for a mass baptism. Uh, they baptize. They baptize like five thousand people. They come back. They realize that um, it was actually a gong show, and they're super rich. But Danny McBride is being extorted for a uh, unfortunate video that he has out. Wow, okay. you really, you really hung out in China for a long time. I spent about fifteen seconds in China. <laughs> it's the first. I, it's the first forty-five seconds Japan. of the show. Yeah. Yeah, no, it basically they established that this family, they're like a mega church. Yes. They're like a southern mega church that is like held in an arena and they move to this town. They bring their mega church to this town where there's four other smaller congregations yep. and basically try and scoop up their flock. Right. And so there's already 
um, like all these other churches that can see that there's corruption and greed mm-hmm. in mega churchdom. So John Goodman is the patriarch. He's like the leader of the church and his two idiot sons are Adam Devine and Danny McBride. And they have a sister who's indirectly connected. Um, yes. And then their mother, John Goodman's wife has recently died. And, and so we're led to believe that she maybe was the glue that kept this family somewhat under control. Cause yeah. now they're just all greedy, awful, hypocritical uh, sons of bitches. Right. So the, the whole plot kind of comes together when, after being extorted and bribed, uh, Danny McBride shows up at a parking lot where these people are are actually there, the the bribers, and they're dressed as the devil. Yeah, they have a video of him like doing blow and having hookers and stuff, and yes. so like they're they're going to expose him yeah. if not for a million dollars cash. Yeah, and he ends up having to get the money. Can't get the money from friends. Eventually, the sister ends up coming up with the money. They go to meet the people bribing. And this is the absolute crescendo and the oh funniest God. part of the movie. Of movie show. Funny, funny, but also chilling. Pretty dark. Yeah. Yeah. So they go to make the, the drop. And when the drop happens, Danny McBride cannot help himself but to pull out his small weapon that he got at a convenience store and start beating one of the members. It's like a little lead baton, but yeah. it's only about as big as a number two pencil. Right. And he's fixated on this being his weapon. The weapon. Yeah. He gets weapons for his whole his whole posse. Right. Um. Anyways, ends up beating him. One of them, the other one shoots at them. They drive away, accidentally run over the person that they were attacking. Right. Run and him then, over. And then they, yes, <laughs> run him over. Danny McBride switches seats to get in the driver's seat, backs up to <laughs> backs up and like basically chases the guy down in reverse. Yeah. Which I found so funny. <laughs> Me too. But like it's it's they didn't accidentally run over the second guy. No, they, they deliberately th- there ran was, over there the second guy. There was a reverse guy. like turn, like they were trying to track he him. He murdered him. Yes. That was the funniest part of the show. It was because in general the show I mean, it was a comedy. It was but the angle too. It wasn't as, um, yeah, that's true. Like the security camera. Yes, angle you were up. You were up on a light. Yeah, yeah, this was zoomed way out. It wasn't as like screwball comedy as I expected, and I don't have a frame of reference because I've never seen Eastbound and Down, and I've yes. never seen Vice Principals. But it was like, it wasn't as comedic as I expected, and not necessarily in a bad way. Like it was very compelling. It was very cinematic. Yeah. Um. But the characters are good. Like they didn't feel like like superficial like dolts. Especially yeah. John Goodman. I'm like, this is a, a nuanced character. Right. He's sad. Yes. I I don't think that Danny McBride is going to be as funny in anything as he was in Eastbound and Down. Okay. And I find that unfortunate. Right. Like he had the secret sauce to the funniest character, which is a character so clueless and irrationally confident that every episode is like and ignorant it was kind of a trailer park boys character right no that's that's too reductive i think okay um you gotta watch it you gotta you gotta watch like two episodes of the first season i'm not opposed to it i guess i just haven't ever had the means i I liked annie mcbride i guess and i liked this show Mm -hmm. but it wasn't quite what i expected it was it was darker than i expected yeah and it wasn't afraid to not be funny at times Mm -hmm. and adam divine was really good he was great he's and i don't always like him i kind of feel like sometimes we're being suffocated by adam divine okay like every time we turn on the netflix he's in a new thing and like He's and I, but he's okay, I guess. But he was he was good in this, and he kind of plays like a, like one of those typical um, fame hungry evangelical young guys, and he's got a faux hawk, so his hair can be closest to God, right. and like, um, he wears a deep V neck. Oh yeah, deep V neck, and like, and a he's so lonely, and weird like chains. He's so lonely, like he's got this weird homeless friend who is, is he his boyfriend. Or is he just like his weird, his no, only friend in the world? He's just like a a former Satanist, former Satanist who friend. he who he saved, I guess, and yeah. so now he just wants to spend time with him. Yeah, but this guy is super weird. Yeah, I think that's actually Jody Hill. Who's Jody Hill? He's like um, the partner of uh, Seth Rogen that he usually writes with. That 
Or, sorry. No, that's Evan Goldberg. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Danny McBride's partner. Oh, okay. Yeah. That would make sense. Yes. That would make sense. Uh, I got some some vibes from this show. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I just watched the episode of The Boys where they're at like a Christian rock festival. Right. Which I got similar vibes from. Because I was like, I was like a youth group kid. Okay. For a couple years, mostly just because like I had friends there. Sure, you don't have to dignify that with anything. No, but I do feel a little conflicted about it now because sure. it was weird. And yeah. like, I bet I bet if I were to go back and watch it, like as a ghost from mm. a third person perspective, I'd be like, that thing I, I'm sitting through is fucked. Right. Like, because there was some fucked stuff. Yeah. And it exists. Yes. Um, and so when you see these like satirical takes on these guys who wear like Britney Spears headsets and they put both hands in the air and they evangelize to a bunch of like lost souls. Right. It's familiar to me. I've seen it before yeah. and it's creepy. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like, did you, did you notice that? I know you know this cause we've joked about it before in the opening scene when they're like baptizing people in, in China, it's a Chinese version of our God is an awesome God. Yes. <laughs> that, yeah. was, that was the song. Yes. That was the song. And well, Yes. We I've had a, a number of times where um, that song has come up in my life as like a joke. It's a goofy that song. I've started singing very loudly. I, I, somehow I knew you must have done that in front of me before. Never seriously, because it's a goofy song. Yeah, but it stood out <laughs> it to really me, is. and it kind of grounded me. But I, I've heard Danny McBride say also that he didn't want this to just be like a goof on religious people. It's right. a goof on hypocrisy. So they like the and and really these like megachurch people are huge hypocrites. It's not that... Because Dermot Mulroney, while he's also kind of a, a dark figure in the show, yeah, um, he's one of the more humble pastors who's being kind of edged out. And he can see them for the greedy hypocrites that they are. Yeah, they're, they're wanting to make money. It's got a lot less to do with their beliefs and a lot more to do with the money. What hurricane was it or what disaster was it where... Remember Joel Osteen a couple years ago wouldn't let people... Wouldn't let the city use... His mega church as a shelter for homeless people. Oh yeah! During like it was like crazy flooding, right. and he wouldn't let like dirty people come in his fucking mega church. What a psychopath! Yeah, yeah. And that's that's like a key example of what they're playing on here. I think just looking at the at their church, which is an empty stadium, was chilling to me. Yeah. And Danny McBride's wife was chilling to me. She was. She's so creepy. I watched the devil get in you there for a second, but she's I know he's so not, not still in there. Creepy. Yeah. And she's like in love with him because she's in love with yes. money. And she's like, sorry, baby, can I talk? And he's like, yeah, baby, go ahead. Hello, my king. Yeah. Oh, fuck. It's so yeah. creepy. And yeah. he's got a big gray sideburns. Yes. What yeah. He, he He's looking older in this one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have for notes. I don't really have a whole lot of observations about it, except for that. It, I think it was well thought out. I think they spent some money. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's watching it. I'm pretty sure the sister was a writer on Saturday Night Live, too. Like, she's a pretty... uh, She's familiar. Pretty noteworthy comedian. And she's like... She might be the one I'm most interested in. Yeah. Because, like, why is she separate from the family? Did they clarify that? Like, why is she... she I think it's because she's a woman. Sure. Okay. But she's also just, like, ideologically, I think, adjacent... Like, a little bit different from them. Like, for one, she's living in sin with her fiancé, who's... Who's not one of them at all. Like he's kind of a mild mannered, like they make a reference to like his Facebook has like pro abortion content on it. And like, so they do not like wisp of a man. Yeah. Wisp. (laughs) They do not like him at all. And so I think they judge her for being with him, but she's also suckling on the teat a little bit too. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. The, the house, all of the goods they own are based on, on the backs of their parents. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, like, and you see the first mansion after they come back from China. You see John Goodman's mansion, and yeah. you're like, this is so garish and ostentatious. But then they show the other two sons' mansions as well, mm-hmm. and they're just as bad. Yeah. 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 That's all I have to say. I'm just looking up Will Smith news. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not like texting during the <laughs> podcast. There's not a whole lot here, though. You I know? wasn't sure if Jade was going to explain a thing or if you were looking up. Will no, Smith's I don't have any. I don't have any. Jade explains any the thing. Jade stuff. No. Okay. I'm sure we said something stupid this week that she can Correct she can scrutinize. On. That would be great. Yeah, that's all I got. There's no the, there's there's nothing. There's not Will Smith has stayed quiet this week. Oh, I wouldn't trust that for a second. No, he's in Dubai. He, in fact. That's that's when that's when you're most nervous about Will Smith. Hey, this no is news. interesting. Uh DC wanted to make a Wild Wild West comic book series. Okay. 
And guess who kiboshed that plan? Oh, please tell me it was uh, the director. What's Tim Burton? <laughs> it's not Tim Burton. It's uh, it's um, the Transformers guy. Did Tim- Wild Wild West? What? Tim Burton didn't make Wild Wild West. What are you thinking of? Yeah, Tim Burton made Wild Wild West. Okay, hang on a second. You think it was Michael Bay? I think it was Michael Bay. That's, I think it was uh, Tim Burton, baby. Alexa, who directed Wild Wild West? Wild Wild West was directed by Barry Sonnenfeld. Other customers have also asked, who wrote the Wild Wild West? Would you like to know the answer? No. I would. <laughs> Barry Sonnenfeld. Barry Sonnenfeld made Wild Wild West. You didn't know that? <laughs> Duh. Oh, it was a Sonnenfeld joint? It was It was a Barry Sonnenfeld joint. Yeah. What an idiot I am. A work by Barry Sonnenfeld, who is, in fact, quite an esteemed career executive. Is he? In films, yeah. Okay. Look up his IMDb for Christ's sake. I will. No, it was Will Smith who put the kibosh on the Wild oh! Wild West DC comic. He said, no, you can't do that. Damn, Will. It was mean. Think uh, of the jobs that he that he could have been giving people. He said no. That's right. Uh, uh, is there a speaker connected to this right now? Yeah, it's it's. I've got it. I've got okay. it di'd into the podcast though. It's so it's recording when she talks. Nice, fun, oh, okay. right? Yeah, that's great. New feature. Whoa. Yeah. Alexa, trust Alexa. Yes, you can. Trust Alexa. Never trust Will Smith. <laughs>